Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another special episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and as you probably know if you've listened to the show the last couple weeks, the last couple days, we have a special guest coming on the show today as well. We had Mello on the show from Stick to Football on Tuesday, and today we have Lucy Rodine, the funniest woman in Iowa sports. I don't know if she wants to be called that all the time, but I saw it on her page and I felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, it was an absolute blast recording this interview with Lucy. Um, fantastic conversation and really, really enjoyed it. So I think you all are going to do that as well. If you like what you hear today, make sure to like, review, and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at. Give us that five-star review. We have plenty of great guest interviews coming up later on next week and the following week as well. So make sure to tune into that too. And lastly, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That being said, I no longer want to waste your time. I want to jump into this interview. So let's hop into our interview with Lucy Rodine right now. All right. I am joined here by Lucy Rodine. She calls herself the funniest woman in Iowa sports. Lucy, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Glad to have you on the show. Um, sounds like you are back home in North Carolina. When did you go back home? Um, I went back home a few months ago after graduation, but I, I officially moved all my stuff out of Iowa City like a week ago. Oh, exciting. Kind of an end to a chapter. Yeah, it was really sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Also, not exactly the best time to graduate college. You didn't get to really experience the last couple months of your, your college career. I know. I took all these easy classes so I could have like a chill <laughs> spring semester and just drink all the time, and then I didn't get to do that. That's so sad. <laughs> well, it is really sad, but people were dying, so it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal, but that would be, for your own personal, uh, that'd be kind of sad. But Yeah, I was bummed out for sure. So you're from North Carolina. How did you end up at Iowa? Uh, my dad is a University of Iowa graduate. And so he's oh. from the Des Moines area, graduated from Iowa in like 92. And it's just been the biggest Iowa fan. And so I grew up a huge Hawkeye fan. I always kind of knew that's, that's where I wanted to go to school. And so uh, once I got in, I knew that I, I wanted to go out of state. And it, it just seemed to be the perfect fit for me. I already owned all the Iowa t-shirts. So it was an easy choice. That's awesome. So did you, did you grow up going to games in Iowa or no? No, um, we would go, I would say we'd fly out like once a year or once every other year and, and go to games. I went to my first game in 2009. Uh, it was the Iowa-Minnesota game that year. So I was super bummed because I wanted to see yeah. Ricky Stancy play. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, we would go to bowl games a lot, but we rarely, we would go to one or two games in Kinnick. I think I've only, I think I went to three before I went to school there. Okay. I mean, that's still quite a bit considering you lived halfway across the country in North Carolina. Yeah. 
it's it's nice it was a lot nicer to have the proximity and get to go all the time for four years and i hope i get to go back soon but yeah my dad's like like i said huge iowa fan like loves the school so he always tries to go back when he can so he'd always try to bring me and my siblings with so he could kind of experience the the kinetic game day yeah i mean it's a one-of-a-kind experience something that people cannot replicate i don't think if you're if you're not from iowa or you haven't been to iowa you don't understand what it means to be there on a saturday at kinnick Oh, I like a hundred percent. And, and there's just such a difference between like, I mean, like we watch Iowa games every Saturday. That was, that's the routine. You didn't have plans. You knew what you were doing, but just to be there, it just changes everything to get to kind of have that like community surrounding you and just get to be around all those other people who are so passionate and so wild and crazy for the same thing you are. It's just such a cool experience. Absolutely. Well, hopefully we can get some college football game days this year. Although I'm not exactly super confident. If you had to put a confidence level on the football season happening this fall, what would you say? Oh, I'm going to go three out of 10. I don't, yeah. I don't feel so confident. The only thing that's driving me is just, it's such a moneymaker. And so it's going to be the last thing to go if it, if it has to go. But I, I think it's, I just don't see it happening. I wish it did. Oh my God, I would give anything for it, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, when, when March happened and I was actually on a ski lift and I got the text that the NCAA tournament was shut down, which I was like, all right, Iowa wasn't going to do probably amazing, but there was a chance. And then the NCAA wrestling tournament got shut down. I'm like, well, this sucks. But, you know, as long as they don't shut down football, like if we can just get through this, football season will be here. And I, I'm really upset. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like my guiding light, too. I was like, man, I'm just going to stay inside for a few weeks and like just think about tailgating again. And now I'm like, that's not this yeah. is probably not going to happen. Yeah, super sad. Um, so then as far as the NCAA basketball tournament, NCAA wrestling tournament, obviously Iowa was projected to win. That, how bummed were you that that didn't happen? Oh, I was so sad. I was supposed to go and cover the Big Ten tournament. And I remember um, it was like the day it was – Iowa played on that Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of the Thursday everything shut down. Everything got canceled. And so like the night before you could kind of get like – feelings that something was gonna like going to happen that's like when Rudy Gobert like tested positive Tom Hanks tested positive um and I was just like oh man I like woke up that day and I was like I was supposed to drive to Indianapolis cover the Big Ten tournament and then just drive home from there because that was my spring break and then go to wherever Iowa was for NCAAs and I like called my dad and I was like hey I don't think I'm gonna go to the Big Ten tournament I think I'm gonna stay in Iowa City an extra day like I just have a really bad feeling about this and he was like no, 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 like, you'll be fine. Like, you're overblowing it. And then, like, two hours later, they canceled the tournament. And I was like, man, like, I was really excited. I was covering the tournament independently. I was so looking forward to it. I thought, you know, with Luca Garza, what's going to be a – like, I thought Iowa had the chance to do something special. I don't know if, like, they were, like, a lock for a run. But I felt like if Iowa had um, kind of a bracket that works in their favor, Iowa really could have been a dark horse. And so I was really upset when it got canceled. But – Kind of once again, it was one of those things where I was like, all right, like I'm losing a basketball tournament. There are people losing a lot more from this. So just have to try to ground myself. Yeah. You have to put everything in perspective, but it definitely was definitely was frustrating. Like you said, I think the, the basketball team could have had an opportunity to go far. They definitely had the pieces. It's just uh, relatively inconsistent towards the end of the season. You just didn't know which, which team you were going to get. That's always the case with Iowa basketball. I feel like that's literally just like the – I mean, for years and years, except for the Licklider years, they were pretty consistently terrible. Yeah, but just all around bad. It was just, you knew you were, they were going to suck. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's just what Iowa basketball is. Like, you just don't know who's going to show up. And I feel like hopefully we have basketball this year because I feel like this is Iowa's best chance to be like 
I mean, a consistently great team. Final Four is, like, totally in the capability, like the wheelhouse for this team with just the roster returning. But, oh, my God, I really hope we have basketball season because, like, I've been hyping Iowa up too much not to have basketball <laughs> season this year. It's like the one opportunity, especially if Luca Garza returns, if we find out on August 2nd that he's coming back, uh, I'm just if, if basketball is gone, I'm going to be so, so sad. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. I, I really want basketball. Would you, um, would you trade in a football season for basketball? If you had to say, we, if you could cancel this entire football season, but we had basketball, would you do it? I think I would just because – actually, I know I would. Just yep. because as much as I love Iowa football, it's not you're, – you're, you've already, like, said goodbye to the non-conference. There goes the Iowa State game. And I know we like to give Iowa State, like, a lot of crap, but we enjoy that game. Um, like, it's fun to beat them every year. I have a great yeah. time with it. Um, so we've only got Big Ten season right now, and, like, you're not going to have the kid at full capacity. You're not going to have tailgating. Like, what makes football so special is not really going to be there. And just with what Iowa has coming back basketball-wise, so special, so much potential. Like, I can't see a way that, like, I need basketball season. There's too much hope yeah. for Iowa for, ba- like, this basketball season. They're too good not to see this through. So I'd pick basketball in a heartbeat. I absolutely agree. Right now they have, I believe, the fourth best odds, according to Vegas, to win the tournament, which is just insane. That's not something you typically say about Iowa basketball. Unreal. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So you talked a little bit about Iowa State, um, and you are you've, you're known for a video that you put out um, trolling Iowa State. I actually showed some friends that the other day. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I never actually got a chance to watch it. And then just some of the stuff, you, you also conveniently picked some pretty good Iowa State people to, to troll. But what, how, was that, how did that idea formulate? Um, what kind of gave you that inspiration? And um, how much fun did you have doing it? That was so much fun. That's probably one of my favorite things I've ever done. Um, I wanted to do it two years ago, my sophomore year, but um, the organization I was with at the time, um, they sent, they didn't, they decided not to send the TV station to cover it, which I was so bummed out about. Cause like this was, I was going to do that when we were at Ames, but ended up not working out. And so um, I'm a Duke basketball fan. I'm from North Carolina. Um, and so a few years ago, probably Oh, like six or seven years ago, a student from Duke drove over to UNC's campus and did something kind of similar to what I did. Um, I kind of made it a little more theatrical than he did, but he did an awesome job with it. And Duke and UNC are eight minutes apart where Iowa and Iowa State are two hours apart. So I get points there for dedication. Absolutely. But yeah, so he just drove there and he asked some like specific recruiting questions and it was like, it was really funny. And so I remember saying that years ago and I was like, I could totally do that. Like anyone can do it. It's something that like someone who's driving to Iowa city and do it, but they just can't do it now. Cause they'd be copying me if they did. Yeah. Um, so I kind of knew I wanted to do it. I had it planned and then it just worked out that day where I only had morning classes. I was like, this is great. Like I was doing that like silly little, like Lucy for college game day picker campaign. And I was like, this could be really funny. So I got somebody to go with me and I was like, Hey, like, 
how about today we just blow everything off just drive to Ames, do this, you help me out. And then we drive back and she was like, sure. So we just hit the road. I went and bought a t-shirt, um, $10. I'm never going to get back, but I think it was worth <laughs> it. Um, and so I, I was pretty particular with this, the students I chose to talk to. I had to, you know, kind yeah. of uh, be very judgmental based off appearance of whether or not I think they knew about football or not. And so I'd ask a couple trigger questions in the beginning just to be like, oh, like, just to know, like, if they had any prior, like, knowledge of Iowa or stuff like that, just so I wouldn't, like, blow my cover or anything like that. And I never got caught. Um, talked to, like, 10 or so students. Once I had, uh, like, a couple, like, sound bites that I was like, those are awesome. It's like, all right, I got what I need. Like, let's get out of this crap town, hit the road, and then drove right back to Iowa City. It was, uh, it was a lot for a two-minute video, but it was totally worth it. It was so funny. I loved doing it. And it really, really helped like kind of skyrocket me into kind of the, the brand and the, and the work I'm doing now. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty awesome. And like you did, you did a really good job of picking those people specifically too. And the questions you're asking them were just, just absolutely fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So um, that kind of, obviously you talked about skyrocketing kind of stuff you're going into now. Um, you also hosted the Big Ten Blitz and kind of came up with that idea. Where was that from or how did that kind of start with you? That's actually a really interesting story. I've never told anyone this story before, so this yeah. is, it'll be good for. Yeah. Um, I had this show called Around the Big Ten, and I hosted it with another girl, and I did it for like two years for the for DITV, the Daily Iowan, uh, and then it became kind of my own independent entity. Um, and it was a really just genuinely like a terrible show. It sucked. Um, <laughs> we, neither of us were very good at what we were doing we and it was just us been like here's what happened in the big 10 this week like ohio state beat maryland like 50 to 14 and this guy rushed for 300 yards whatever and it was awful it sucked like nobody was gonna watch that it wasn't it wasn't good content but like whatever and so i wrote that show and then like i would watch it back and was really proud of it and now i like oh i like gag when i see it and then one day i was like one I filmed them on Wednesdays or whatever. And the night before I got broken up with and I was just so upset and I was so angry and like, doesn't matter now, but whatever. And I yeah. was just like heated. And so I wrote my, I wrote the show that week and I was doing it solo. And I was just so angry when I wrote the show that when I realized I wrote it out, I was like, Oh my God, this is kind of funny. Like this has got some snark to it. Like this is like witty stuff. And so I filmed it. And I was like, wow, like, that's not bad. And like, I got pretty good feedback from it. And I was like, okay, so like, maybe I'm funny. And so I started kind of <laughs> trying to write my stuff that way. And it's every time, every show, I got a little bit more traction and it was doing a little bit better and my writing was improving. And I was like, all right, like, I guess I didn't like completely like get screwed over here. Like, and so I, yeah, it started because I got dumped, but it honestly worked out really well. And so I kind of rebranded, called it Big Ten Blitz when I started doing it independently and, and kind of filming it on my own and doing all that stuff. And it, I, I really love doing it. I think it's, it's funny and it gets good traction now. And so that's kind of the story of Big Ten Blitz. That's crazy. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Sounds like that breakup was an incredible thing that apparently skyrocketed you into uh, Big Ten Blitz. Yeah, it's crazy how it works. I was like, I don't know what the lesson here is, but yeah. then I got it. So <laughs> that's I'm awesome. Funny now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize that was funny. Um, are you going to continue doing Big Ten Blitz this upcoming fall? 
it, I mean, it depends on where I'm going right now. Like the, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about my job, home, but yeah. uh, it kind of depends if I'm, what I'm doing. I hope to, uh, I love doing stuff like that. I've, I was hoping to sort of kind of rebrand one more time and, and call it the blitz and do like more general sports stuff, just cause I do love doing like the big 10 stuff. And I'm always going to have some sort of Iowa focus, big 10 focus, just because like, that is what I'm passionate about. And that's kind of where I've like built up like my brand and my, my portfolio, but I hope to, that just means we have to have sports or have to have something happen. So it's just about, you know, hopefully having something to, to tell some jokes about and I'll absolutely do it. Definitely. So two things about that. Um, I want to get into your TikTok because um, I have, I'm, I see like Keith Duncan all there all the time and apparently just their algorithms point me to Iowa people, but also and came across your TikTok and the SEC. And if you were a drunk girl at the SEC, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, so first off with that, how did you come up with that idea for the TikTok? I honestly don't know where I got that inspiration. Actually, I was watching TikToks one day. And so I'm working on like my Barstool campaign. And I was like, I need another push. Like I need something to like kind of skyrocket me. And I was like, oh God, I got to do it. I don't want to do it, but I have to get on TikTok. Like TikTok is kind of the future. Like I'm so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed at first be making TikToks, but like now I'm like, wow, I get good traction on these and they're actually pretty funny. Um, but I saw someone who was just doing like a stupid parody of like, um, like, oh, every like 90s movie ever. And they just did like their little impression of it. And that was funny. And it was just like a drunk girl. And I was like, I could totally do that for like big 10 schools. Like, mm-hmm. like I could totally do that for any like conference. And so I did the big 10 one first and it got really good traction and it was really funny and I was super proud of it. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to do every conference. And they started like really taking off and people started, you know, laughing at them thinking they were funny. And so I have a lot of experience as a drunk girl. So I was like, I could do this. Like I can just be my true self and just do it on TikTok. That's awesome. So anything else in the pipeline for your TikTok, your burgeoning TikTok career? Um, I've got a few things. I haven't decided when I'm going to drop them or not. I have um, Scott Frost sort of impression. Um, I don't want to give too much away with it because it's not, it is an impression, but it's a little different. And then I started doing Big Ten Jeopardy. So I dropped the first part of that, which I thought was pretty good. Michigan State fans didn't like it, but they don't like anything I do. Michigan State fans hate you. Oh, oh man. They hate me so much. It is not even funny how much they hate me. Uh, It's actually a little funny. I'm not going to lie. It's like kind of really funny. Um, But I'm going to drop more versions of that because I think they're pretty good. And then uh, I got a couple other ideas in the works, but those are the two really solid ones right now. Awesome. Um, sorry, my cat is literally about to crawl into <laughs> the camera angle. But as far as um, the Michigan State stuff, I want to cover that as well. So they don't like you at all. Um, you piss them off quite a bit on Big Ten Blitz. And then you just kind of keep, you know, trolling them and they keep coming back. So uh, has there ever been a point where you felt like it was a little too much? from their angle. I think you, you were pretty funny. Um, was it ever too much from their angle? Have you ever actually felt threatened? Um, and what did you feel about like with a lot of questions, the support from Iowa fans um, coming back to, you know, have your back on some of that stuff? Yeah. So I would say the first time that the Michigan state fans like found me, I was a little overwhelmed with that. I, I had to just turn off my phone for a day and was like not looking at it. Um, and I know that I'm, I poke at them a lot. I, they're very easy to instigate. Like I do poke at them a lot um, because Michigan State fans, it's like a collective thing within their, their Twitter community where they will, if they have something nasty to say, they usually don't respond. They always quote tweet, which I think is interesting. So my stuff, no matter 
whether they think it's funny, stupid or not, they share it. They always share it. And they'll always respond to me and be like, this girl's so dumb. She's just saying this stuff for clicks. Yeah, I'm in the media. Of course I'm saying it for clicks. Like that's the whole point of being on the internet is doing it for clicks. And you just keep giving it to me. Like they'll say she just wants attention. And like, yeah, like that's what I want. And you're giving it to me. (laughs) But the first time, like with the original Mark D'Antonio video, I had no people were like, oh my God, she had to expect this response. I really, I did not expect that happen at all because like my, my following is Iowa. Like I'd never, like in Big Ten Blitz, they would do well, but like not, like I wouldn't get hundreds of thousands of views on them. I get like 10,000. It was just Iowa fans. And so once Michigan, I remember I was in class, like I had a night class and I was sitting there and a verified Michigan State like reporter like quote tweeted my thing telling me I was a joke or whatever. It wasn't like a real reporter. It was like a like some dumb account, whatever. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like I did not think they would pick this up. And like I wasn't, I don't regret anything I said or did, but I was like, oh no, like I'm in for it. And so it went from like, you know, Iowa fans being like, you're so funny, like haha, roasted to like death threats. Like I got un- like so many death threats. Um, and so I was like, I don't think anybody was, you know, going to like drive to Iowa city and try to do something to me, but I had to be like pretty smart about where I was going. I decided not to go cover the, um, the Iowa Michigan state game that year, just cause I was like, man, a lot of people in that town have said yeah. they would kill me if they get the chance. Well, I'm probably not going to go. Um, yeah, I felt bad. I mean, I felt bad for my family. Like my dad had to call me and be like, Hey, like I saw all these people like tweeting at you to die. Like, hope you're good. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like you just like, you learn how to deal. Like I've had stuff with Iowa state fans before I've pissed off Nebraska fans, but I've pissed off every fan base. Um, but Michigan state's far and away the most nasty out of all of them that I've dealt with. And so, yeah, they hate me a lot. Now it's just, you know, it's part of the routine. I'm a big fan of the mute button. So like, they respond to majority of the stuff I, I post, whether it's about Iowa, whether it's about Michigan State, whether it's about whatever in the world. Um, and they, I just don't see it. They, usually the only times I see it is when I have people send it to me. And I remember the first time when I did, like, upset all the Michigan State fans. I mean, Iowa fans were so supportive and they were so awesome. And I just remember, I mean, they were – going to war with me and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen I was like oh my god I actually started like a twitter war between two like major universities that's so sweet um <laughs> and yeah it made me feel so loved and I was like oh like for every I mean nasty tweet from a Michigan State fan I had five tweets from Iowa fans to tell me how much they loved me um and so they still respond sometimes a lot of the time I'm like it's okay like you don't really want to talk to these trolls because most of the Michigan State fans that still tweet at me all the time clearly burner accounts don't have real names don't have real pictures and I'm like no matter what you say you lose they're just gonna chirp you and so I try to tell people not to get involved because I, I mean bless their heart there's been so many Iowa fans who have you know supported me and then just get ripped and I'm like yeah I don't want you to have to deal with that so I usually say now just like don't respond because it doesn't bother me like it's just it is what it is it's <laughs> funny to see like the wild tweets that people send at me though and you're just like oh my god that's yeah. a creative <laughs> yeah twitter can be kind of an interesting place i've had a few people um actually threaten to try to get me fired uh, people have like messaged my boss about things uh i've said like fran mccaffrey's on the hot seat if he has a really bad season and i had people just all up in my mentions so i was like i was just making a point that he needs to do better this season yeah no <laughs> iowa fans can be just as i don't yeah. they're not as mean as michigan state fans they can be sure. tough though 
I've said some things that have made them mad too. They'll turn on me sometimes. I'm like, all right, like we can't look at everything with rose colored glasses, but yeah. Yeah. You people on the internet, man, they are ruthless. uh, They just say whatever they want. And I'm like, Oh my God, like where are your parents? Like, why are you okay with this? Clearly you were not raised right. Uh, Outside of Michigan State, um, sounds like that's probably your least like fan base. Um, yeah, what would be the sure. fan base you like the second least? Uh, Iowa State is they're not they're not my favorite. Um, I think it's just because like I don't know what it is about them. I mean, like obviously, like I pranked them and like pulled the like I I, I mean I made them look really dumb with that yeah. video <laughs> and like they are also really easy to pick on. I think it's just like. I'll still just get like random tweets and random stuff from Iowa state fans where I'm just like, come on, man. Like I have already embarrassed you enough. Like you don't want me to do it again. Like just stop. And so like Michigan state's nasty. Iowa state just sometimes it's like, I'm not, I don't care. Just like, leave yeah. me alone. totally get it. Uh, Iowa state fans. Just, it doesn't matter what the situation is. They have a way to come back for everything. It is. Yeah, it's honestly like, impressive. Oh. And you're like little, you've won. How many bowl games have you won ever? Like three? Yeah, like, it's like more, oh, I think like Iowa's super average. They never went over ten games. Like Iowa said, you've never won ten games. Like you can't make these arguments. And now and then they bring up the basketball point, and I'm like, like I'm not trying. Like read Jordan Bohannon's shoes, man. Like what do you want from me? Like you're not even owning that anymore. Like yeah, what do you want? Cross country is that what you're good at? Like I don't know. <laughs> I just don't have the patience for them. Yeah, they just chirp. They chirp too much for a team that can't chirp at all. 100% agree. So if you had to pick, so obviously the Big Ten schedule is going to 10 conference games, um, but let's say theor- theoretically you only had one game Iowa could win this entire season. You can pick Iowa State, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Michigan State, whatever. Who would be the one team you would like to play and beat? Oh, it's got to be Michigan State, just for personal reasons. They're so nasty to me. And just to, I would get so much personal joy out of that. Like my plan was originally, no matter, like if, if there are fans or not, if they're games, whatever, I wanted to fly out for that game just because I have such like a, a personal stake in that. And I remember one, like when Iowa lost to Michigan state in basketball this year, Oh, it was brutal for me. Like they all came back for me again. And so I would just take so much joy and pleasure in Iowa, just beating the crap out of Michigan state. That would make my year. <laughs> I really enough. hate that school. <laughs> I, I can tell. Yeah, it's coming across. I can definitely get that. I picked uh, I picked Nebraska. I actually had an interview with the big locked on Big Ten, and I picked Nebraska mostly because they're probably the worst ones for me. They just come at me over literally everything. So, Yeah, see, I don't get Nebraska too bad. I think it's because they have less internet access than Michigan State does. I just – and, like, they're so easy to make fun of. And, like, when they do respond to me, like, it's most of the time I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, I genuinely can't read it. Like, okay. Fair enough. So basically half of Nebraska Twitter is ignorant and unable to respond and do anything, which is basically what I found too. And if you do have any realistic comments back to them, they just talk about the nineties. Oh no, that's it. I mean, and you're just like, man, like just let it go. Just let it go. But whatever. It's a good decade. I mean, I mean, of all the decades to be stuck in, that's a pretty good one. So I mean, the 90s are pretty legit. My uh, my wife is making a beer pong table that is just literally colored with like 90s stuff. We're putting Rugrats on there, Mighty Ducks, Space Jam, all that fun stuff. So I like I mean, that. That's really cool. Yeah, we're we're pretty pumped. Um, so I did want to talk to you a little bit about Barstool Sports. So you have started the Barstool Sports campaign, the um, hashtag Barstool Lucy. Um, you've tried reaching out to Barstool Trent. You tried reaching out to El Presidente. Um, tell me a little bit about 
And you also have a Saturdays are for the boys uh, flag oh, yeah. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what has been, you know, how long have you wanted to work for Barstool Sports? Um, is that kind of your dream job at this point? Yeah, it's definitely my dream job. Um, Barstool is always something I've kind of considered. Um, and it's really interesting. Like originally, like it wasn't like people would tell me like, Lucy, you would be so great to work at Barstool. Like they're funny. They do stuff like that. And I was like, no, like, I don't know how I feel about that, whatever. Um, and so I kind of think that like COVID kind of happened for a reason for everybody. And for my reason was I was really close to, you know, talking to potential stations like locally in Iowa, in the Midwest, like to sign contracts to do local sports. And that's not what I want to do, you know? And so it, it kind of took like that time for them to be like, Hey, we're not hiring that right now for me to sit down and be like, okay, like, what do I want to do? What do I enjoy most about my job? And, and what I enjoy most is the dumb stuff I do on the internet. It's big 10 blitz. It's like pulling pranks. It's going to tailgates. It's, it's the weird kind of like, this is not journalism, but it's a lot of fun and it's cool content stuff. Basically and built so, for Barstool. Yeah. It's perfect for Barstool. Like that's, <laughs> that's all they do is like, wild like not serious journalism which I think is awesome and so uh, my my best friend was like he calls himself my manager whatever like sat me down and was like you need to like you need to try to work for Barstool like that is like where you need to go that's what you need to do and I was like okay you know what you're right and so I sat down I put together like clips of some of my stuff I've done and I was like all right like I'm going to email it to them. And like, I email them all the time. They don't ever email me back, but it's okay. I'm in there and they'll see them eventually or they'll block me. Um, and so I was like, all right, what's the best way to do it? And I thought, you know, I have a really strong following. I have people who are really passionate about me. Like I make funny content. Like if I go on the internet and I, I work really hard and I get my stuff in front of the right people. And if I'm really persistent, like I'll get this done. And so I want to work for Barstool so bad. I think it'd be such a good fit for me. It's like what I want to do. And so it's just as simple as like, I, I just tweet the hashtag and I encourage people to tweet the hashtag and I make funny content to be like, Hey, like, here's what I have to offer. Here's what I can do. And it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I haven't gotten, I've gotten, you know, a little traction. People are tweeting the hashtag. I'm getting, eventually I'm going to get it in front of the right people and I'm going to, kind of make something out of it and so it's all about just you know being persistent with it and making it happen and people are still tweeting there's one guy who's been tweeting at them every day for like over a month now and so it's just about you know it, it will get there I just got to keep making good stuff yeah you just got to keep shooting your shot yeah I mean what do I gotta lose yeah, I love it. I mean, that's what I did for this podcast. I literally emailed the founder of the company every week for eight weeks until he let me join. So That's beautiful. Like that's yeah. the best way to do stuff is just like, just if you want it, just go get it. Do everything you can until you got it. 100%. So where did you get this confidence from? Like you are, I mean, <laughs> it is a, you're very, very confident in, you know, your abilities and, and what you bring to the table. And I think rightfully so, right? But where, have you always been this confident in the stuff you're able to do? I don't think so. Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, I would say I like part of it is honestly, I got all the confidence from like the Iowa fans. Um, Cause like once you get like, they just, they're so supportive and they love my stuff and they really do hype me up all the time. They, you mm -hmm. know, they tell me how great I am all the time. It's <laughs> horrible for my ego. Just horrible. For <laughs> it. But I honestly think it's the, uh, the Iowa fans and like, I have a lot of good people around me, but I know that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer if I don't think I can do it, like who else is going to think I can do it? Yep. You know, I got to like, 
if I don't think I'm funny enough to be on Barstool, they're certainly not going to think I'm funny enough. So it's, it's about like, it's just simply having a belief in myself, but honestly, like it's the Iowa fans, man. They really like, they did a number on my ego and they're still doing a number <laughs> on my ego. Like sometimes I'm like, guys, please. Like my siblings, they're so annoyed with it. Like, cause I'm back home. I'm living in North Carolina. I'm like in Iowa, I was like a cool little celebrity, I guess. Like I got to walk down the street and people were like, Hey Lucy, or like go to bars. People were like, I want to buy you a drink, like screw Michigan state. And people <laughs> No, just like nobody and my siblings are like shut up nobody cares about like your twitter followers but yeah no they did it like i definitely got my confidence from iowa fans which is just crazy like it's so weird to me i i mean i love it though because you can tell like you're very confident in your abilities but also like you just said that like you're also very humble about what you all like what you're doing and like what kind of content <laughs> you're creating so i think it's fantastic um i really hope you get the opportunity to to shoot your shot at barstool i think you would make a, a great addition to the team i listened to almost every podcast of Barstool, um, including Chicks in the Office, which I don't feel like a lot of guys listen to, but I like the Bachelor recaps. So No, Rhea and Fran, they get it. I love They're when good. they turn on for the Bachelor recaps. I'm like, yes, tell me more. Yeah, and they get Barstool trend on there. I'm like, this is this is exactly what I want to listen to. Like, This is the, <laughs> the content I don't really need, but I love. Um, it's so good. No, they, they, they create great content. People can like like say whatever they want about it, but like it's entertaining. Like That's the whole point. Yeah. They just want to entertain the people. So love it. Um, last two questions for you. What are you doing right now to stay sane during quarantine? Uh, so I have to stay sane. I'm making TikToks, which doesn't sound like I'm staying sane. <laughs> uh, and I'm just working as a server again, just working as a waitress, just trying to, you know, one, be able to interact with people in some way, shape or form and, and make some money. And so TikToks, staying sane and then reading books, I guess. I love it. And what um if you had to make a prediction for this upcoming year for sports so if iowa plays football if the basketball team plays basketball and the wrestling team gets a chance to you know actually get a title what are your predictions for those three teams uh wrestling will win a title um i just feel like it's gonna happen i feel like they got screwed over this year um basketball i think will make at least a sweet 16 run um football it's so interesting because there's not you know the I feel like Iowa is going to get like is one of the teams that does get like really screwed over by not having those non-conference games just because yeah. they have such a brutal conference it's, schedule it's hard. um so I'm going to say Iowa football is what well, there's like nine conference games so five and four six and three and that I feel like that's still even a little generous just because yeah. like I, I think it would be completely different if Iowa had those non-conference games to kind of like get prepped and get like work things out just because they really do have a just ridiculously tough conference schedule. It's tough. I also don't want to forget about women's basketball. Do you have a prediction for women's basketball too? Uh, I think there'll be, I would say NCAA tournament bound. My girl, Kathleen Doyle, she's my class partner is awesome and we're going to miss her so much. Um, but uh, Caitlin Carter, I'm pretty sure that's Kate, she's coming in. Yeah, she is like, yeah she's supposed to be awesome so I'm actually really excited to get to see her play and like I think the women's basketball team I mean probably one of the more impressive if not the most impressive team at Iowa this year just because they had such low expectations with Megan Gustafson leaving and I mean Kathleen Doyle I mean just took over and was awesome I mean super cool girl too um and just I think I mean it's it's Lisa Bluter and she's so consistent and that program's so consistent so I definitely think they'll make an NCAA tournament run if there are sports yeah, I mean, Caitlin Clark is supposed to be an absolute beast, and we're going to have her for probably four years since 
typically people that don't go pro in, in women's basketball pretty early. So that'll be awesome to see her at Iowa Thanks, for a while. Man. Awesome. Well, Lucy, I really appreciate you hopping on the show. I'm obviously taking time out of your Sunday night. I absolutely appreciate that. Any last words you want to say for the Iowa fans listening to the show? Thank you for all the love and support. You guys are my favorite people in the world and keep tweeting hashtag Barca Lucy. I love it. And where can the folks find you at? Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Lucy Tell Sports Jokes. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lucy Rodine TV, R-O-H-D-E-N. Uh, and then that's kind of the big ones. But if you hashtag Barca Lucy, if you search up Barca Lucy, you'll find me. Awesome. We'll have to, we'll have to do some Barca Lucy, hashtag Barca Lucy on the uh, Locked on Hawkeyes Twitter account as well. So Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lucy. Have a great night and I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. All right, and that will do it for our show today. Again, a special shout-out to Lucy for taking the time out of her day to have this conversation with us. Really appreciate it. I'm very candid about you know some of the stuff she's doing. And and honestly, if you aren't following her, you definitely need to. She's she's hilarious, and some of the stuff she's putting out on TikTok and Twitter and whatnot is, is pretty funny. So definitely recommend checking out her stuff. Also, make sure to try to help her get to Barstool Sports. Whether or not you like Barstool, it's what Lucy wants to do, and I think that's freaking awesome. Um, so let's try to get Lucy to Barstool. Give that hashtag Barstool Lucy um, a drop on Twitter, and let's try to get Lucy a job at Barstool where she can use her comedic efforts and her sports knowledge to crush the world out there. Again, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the show, though. Hope you all enjoyed it. Check out some of our other interviews coming up next week and the week following with some recruits, some recruit parents, and a basketball player. I can't really drop the name yet, but I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that later on next week as we get closer to the time where the interview is dropping. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, Hawkeye Nation, have a fantastic day, and let's go Hawks.